Welcome to Lifelines. This is John Augustine. I chose this week's book as much for the author as the subject. Izzy Stone was a crusading journalist in Washington, D.C. for decades, and his little one-man newspaper, I.F. Stone's Weekly, was must-reading for the city's politicos. When he retired, he decided to teach himself Attic Greek so he could read the classics in their ancient tongue, one of the best retirement plans I can think of. Quite naturally, he gravitated to the fate of Socrates, the philosopher who was sentenced to death for his dangerous ideas. Stone lays out the issue and the problem at the start. No society is good, whatever its intentions, if the men and women who live in it are not free to speak their minds. How could the famously enlightened city of Athens execute one of its most outstanding citizens? And how does a reporter cover a trial that was held 2,400 years ago? This book, The Trial of Socrates, is the result of Stone's efforts. Plato practically deified Socrates in his dialogues, but the Athenians had a different impression. His background seemed ordinary enough, middle-class upbringing, army service, married with three children. But he was viewed as a town character, unconventional to the point of eccentricity, like your slightly daffy uncle. He took on students, including Plato, but he never charged a fee and denied being a teacher at all. The satiric playwrights of the day lampooned him in their comedies, especially the master Aristophanes, who was also his friend. How could such a man be dangerous? Socrates earned the ill will of the Athenians by arguing against their most cherished values. In particular, he disdained democratic government, the pride of the city, and considered ordinary men incapable of making sound political decisions. He favored a single wise administrator, the philosopher king, advocated later by Plato in the Republic. Even Sparta, with its rigid authoritarian government, appealed to him more than his home city, though the Spartans were never fond of philosophers. While the Athenians took pride in their political participation, their civic virtue, Socrates dropped out of public life and claimed virtue was an undefinable mirage. Stone says Socrates used his special brand of wisdom to make all the leading men of the city appear to be ignorant fools. But the charge that brought him to trial was intellectual corruption of his students, infusing them with his radical anti-democratic views. Indeed, Socrates admitted that his students imitated his methods and went about interrogating people about their beliefs, not an endearing habit. More ominously, two of his students had mounted a rebellion to overthrow the government and replace it with a dictatorship. Of course, their teacher was blamed, even though he had never advocated revolution. Stone's thesis is that Socrates could have saved himself easily at his trial, probably escaped with a fine or temporary exile. Instead, he openly disrespected the court and antagonized the jury. Given the opportunity to propose his own penalty, he suggested that the Athenians should erect a statue to him and provide him with free food for the rest of his life. Surely one of the boldest pleas on record. Still, how could they vote to execute him? Stone says, no other people in history prized freedom of speech more than the Greeks, especially in Athens, where freedom of thought and its expression flourished on a scale never honored before and rarely equaled since. When Athens prosecuted Socrates, it was untrue to itself. But since Socrates had cooperated so fully in provoking the court, Stone's conclusion is that the old man wanted to die the noble death of a philosopher, a martyr to human freedom. 
If my years are prolonged, he confided, I know the frailties of old age will inevitably be realized. And despite his criticisms, Athens was his home. He had never wanted to live anywhere else, and he would die by the city's rules. He had had enough of living. But Athens righted itself and regained its reputation for freedom of expression. Three hundred years later, St. Paul traveled there to preach the new religion. Though he had been persecuted in other cities, the Athenians received Paul with courtesy and curiosity and led him to the site of the city's ancient court, not for trial, but for philosophic conversation. During his trial, Socrates testified, If you put me to death, you will not easily find another who attaches himself to the city as a gadfly to a horse, a sluggish horse that needs a bit of stinging for its own good. This, says Stone, is the origin of the phrase attached to critical and radical journalists in our own time. I wonder who he had in mind. The book is The Trial of Socrates by I.F. Stone, published by Anchor. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.